0: Well, then this podcast is for you. We are going to do a deep dive to reveal the secrets to reaching your potential as a runner. Thanks for tuning in. If you didn't listen to the episode before this, we were talking to Coach Megan Roth, who is a 244 marathoner and qualified for the Olympic trials this year at the Boston 2019 Marathon. She's gearing up for the Olympic trials marathon race in February of 2020 in Atlanta and we just talked a little bit about her journey in the previous episode, and now we're going to talk about things that she implements and things that she encourages her athletes to do to help reach that next level in their training and we cut that episode um, into two different episodes, so now you're listening to part two. long time to come. Um, I mean anything you have to enjoy what you do, and
1: running just you know being healthy and active and that it's it just it's supposed to be a really positive part of someone's lifestyle. I think, you know, the last thing someone needs is, you know, there's a lot of other stresses going on. Um, running should be a healthy release away from, you know, whether it's work or I don't know, you know, whatever else is going on. I mean, it just should be something that, um, you know, it's running and it, it should be, you know, people should feel good. They should feel good about their training um, and, and what they're working towards. It, and and trying to kind of stay out of any negativity if you know a workout doesn't go well or a race doesn't go well it's um, you know like you said it's not a reflection necessarily of of their the work they're putting in and their current fitness level it's just you know some days are going to be harder than others but um, but it, yeah it's it's always a learning experience and, and not every race is going to go great but. Um, but, yeah, just staying positive and learning from it. And then hopefully the next time around it, it goes extremely well and people start to see results. Because, of course, results are what are still going to keep, you know, in general motivated. I mean, if I if I trained really hard and never saw results, I would not. I don't know. <laughs> I would then maybe start to, you know, you have to see results. <laughs> right? still, but, yeah, I mean, one workout, one race, like things like that happen. I mean, we're, we're only human. You know, we have a lot of other things going on. Um, so it just, I don't know, it just, you know, it's good to put pressure on ourselves. It's good to work hard and, um, you know, it's good to also not take it easy. I mean, we can't get in the mindset of, Oh, you're fine. You know, like it didn't go well, but I mean, I think it's good to like put pressure like on training and make sure that you're performing well, but at the same time, I mean, just, you know, just good to be good to yourself and, um, and just try to enjoy it too. I think the results come right. from just enjoying the process and staying positive and, um, yeah, and all those, all those good things too. So.
0: Yeah. yeah and I, I like how this conversation kind of started with, uh, you know, your background and then it's kind of trickling into more of our athletes and coaching. and, and I think, you know, we're saying to enjoy the process and it should be fun. And it's like, fun can be different things to different people, right? So some runners, I think a lot of runners when they first um, get into the sport, you know, it's all just, they like to push themselves. I think there's part of that. People like that runner's high. They like how they feel after they run fast. And I think another thing that's also really addictive about running is like, you can go faster. And when you first start, it's like you get faster and faster and faster. And it's just like super fun to see your progress. Um, and then I think in terms of, like, getting to that next level, sometimes people, I think, start to take things maybe a little too seriously, and then they get, like, caught in that whole trap, so what I really thought was interesting, and something that we could talk more about is, you know, when we have athletes that come to us, and they really want to, like, reach that next level, and, um, you know, uncover what that's all about, and maybe talking to some people, um, we have this new program now that's Road to BQ and so a Boston qualifier I think for a lot of people is like this holy grail of running you know for like the average recreational runner that's that's a goal that a lot of people set for themselves maybe it's a long-term goal short-term goal but it, it really kind of is this indication of you know I've put in a lot of work and it sometimes it'll take decades for people to reach that goal um, and we've done a podcast about Boston qualifying and kind of what it takes to reach that level. But I guess I wanted just to hear from you personally, like what sort of athletes do you work with and like what sort of levels? Of oh yeah. Are you so,
1: with? um, yeah. So current athletes, I mean, wide range. So I work with a wide range of people. Um, you know, some people wanting to go like sub three hour marathons, um, you know, some running their first marathon, some going for their Boston qualifiers. Um, you know, some just doing, you know, kind of a mix of races from 5k to marathon. Um, But yeah, no, I work with a wide range of runners. Um, And so, I mean, everyone's a little bit different. Um, You know, everyone has different experience in how long they've been running. Maybe some are in their first couple of years. Maybe some have been running for 15 plus years um, and just want a new like approach to training. Um, So, yeah, I work with very wide range of runners. um, And... Yeah. And with that, it's, it's always, um, it's always fun getting to know the athlete. Um, it's, it's fun getting to know the athlete as I work with them over the months and, you know, whether it's, you know, through their actual training, um, just conversations through email, um, you know, from their coaching questions. Um, but it's, it's always, you know, kind of figuring out how to customize to that individual person. And I think no matter what, leveled the runner's at. um, you know, everyone has specific goals that they want to reach. And, um, yeah, so, so I, I think, um, yeah, so I work with a wide range of people. So it's just fun. Right. And then, yeah. With yeah. A lot of different goals. I think a lot
0: of, yeah, a lot of people ask that when they first come to us, they're like, well, I, I'm not a fast runner, but, and it's like, we work with people who some of them are just like walking and they're trying to like run a 5k. So it's like, we work like any paces pretty much any ability levels. Um, like Megan said, you know, we have a couple of sub three hour marathoners that we work with, um, and, and anything in between. And so it's good to, to know that like, we're used to working with a bunch of different ability levels. So I know we have that road to BQ, but it's not like that's our main clientele by any means. It's just one sector that we kind of, um, keyed off and said, you know, if, if this is your goal, like, here's a group that we can have for you just because over time, like we've gotten a lot of athletes and I think it's fun to have those group trainings where you can actually connect with other people who are exactly the same pace as you with the exact same goal. Cause I know you're even friends with someone you met at Boston who it's, you guys are similar fitness levels, um, with a similar goal. And it's good to like, have those people in your life. I think um, just because runners are so unique and having someone like so close and ability level to you chasing after that same goal is like super powerful. Um,
1: yeah, then, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, with, with you saying that, I think, um,
0: yeah, with us doing the
1: new group, I think, I think it's great. I think like you said, it's, um, you know, it's, it's that whole mindset too of, of training you know, it's bringing in people that, you know, have a similar goal they're, you know, going towards and it can really help, um, just motivate and inspire each other, um, so, and I think too, once you, and I was talking to one of my athletes a couple of weeks ago, she was kind of debating between, you know, signing up for the group or just, you know, kind of keeping wet with training. And, you know, she was just asking me, she's like, how, you know, how do you balance it with your lifestyle? How do you balance your training with like everything else? She's like, cause I know you know, even with like work, like we will have like social things, you know, social outings. And, you know, so trying to even just, you know, balance like social life things and work and, um, you know, finding the time to get like training in. And so I, I just feel like, you know, with, you know, starting to kind of go into, you know, Boston qualifying and into more of the commitment of training, it can definitely be a transition. You know, there are some sacrifices that you know, will start to have to be, you know, maybe made. And I I wouldn't necessarily say sacrifices because I think they're always really positive changes too. Because I think most people, you know, just in your social circle and in your life will really start to support you and, you know, in in your goals and get excited for you for kind of taking that, you know, next step in your, your training too. So, but I think it's also nice to also have, you know, like you said, like that group of people that they have like similar you know, very similar things going on with their training and lifestyle and be able to kind of motivate and inspire and continue to kind of drive each other like to that next level. I think it's always good to be surrounded with that type of community. Um, I've met, I mean, even with like myself and it's so funny with Instagram, I've, I've met, you know, just a handful of people, you know, very similar to me, um, in terms of like um like it's just kind of like athletic ability and where they're at with their running and running goals and things like that and it's been so fun just like meeting them just even just as friends through instagram um and just being able to kind of you know relate and just chat like you know how's your training going this week and um and to motivate so i think it's it's always good that no matter kind of where you're at as a level of runner Um, it's, it's, yeah, it's always good to have kind of that positive group, or at least, you know, a group that kind of has similar things going on that you can relate to. And, um, you know, I don't know, I guess kind of build off of (laughs) not to ramble on, but yes.
0: No, I think, I think it's super great to have other people in your life that are chasing similar goals or, you know, they're in the same athletic ability levels or whatever. Cause you know, you're running 90 miles a week, maybe not a lot of people in the world can relate to that. Right. So it's nice to have other people who are, you know, getting ready for like the same big race as you and also running 90 miles a week right now. You know, it's nice to have those people that it's almost like, as soon as you see them, you relate to them instantly, just because you have that, that one thing in common. Um, It's kind of, you know, if you went to the same university is someone you find out you have the same major it's like oh like we we have this special bond now all of a sudden um and is the same thing with runners only i think it's it's a lot stronger with runners because it like it affects almost every part of your everyday life which i know it sounds really stupid and extreme but i think you know as people are leveling up in the sport they're wanting to take their training to the next level like maybe they've never even ran like a half marathon before and that's their goal and just building to that point where you're running four days a week. Um, and that becomes your normal, even, you know, 30, 40 minute runs, four days a week to go from like inactive to doing that, or go from non-runner to doing that. Um, and then preparing for those long runs on the weekend, you know, 70 miles, that's, that's like a serious commitment level for someone who, who had never had previous experience. And, um, I think it does require a lot of attention and multiple areas of your life and for me it's like so ingrained in my everyday life that I often forget about it but it's just the little things like staying hydrated making sure you're eating making sure your your food is nutritious and like you're you're eating dinner if you have a long run the night before it's none of this like I don't know I think the general population (laughs) who maybe doesn't you know exercise um on a regular basis maybe they don't take care of their bodies the same way as runners would who are really you know competitive about it and I think there's like a learning curve there um
1: what is your experience oh yeah for sure I um no I mean when you say it affects every part of your lifestyle like no definitely I every decision I make (laughs) I feel like on a daily basis (laughs) has to do with like my training or my running like whether it's
0: Seriously. You know, <laughs> right when I
1: wake up in the morning, like, I don't know, it's just like every single thing I plan throughout the week is completely centered around my training and, and like, when am I going to have time to get this in and, um, you know, still do all these things, but then, you know, just making sure I have enough time to get like my training run in and like to foam roll and stretch and maybe do like an Epsom salt bath or <laughs> I don't know, or feed myself and like you said, staying hydrated and I don't know that, yeah, no, literally every decision I make is centered around my running and like.
0: Well, yeah, it's such a, it takes so much energy and it's such like a key point of your day where it's like, it's almost like a job. Like for work, I'm always like, okay, I'm going to work at this time, this time, this time, you know, like you have like your projects in your mind and like training's always there too. It's like, okay, how am I going to fit this training in? Cause this is important. It's a huge priority. And I think um, just prioritizing that and learning how to make your training a priority, like throughout the whole day, not just, you know, when you're running um, that's like a huge transitional point for people. And I think when they make that commitment to, okay, I'm, I'm prioritizing training. Um, like you said, there might be other sacrifices that come with that. And I don't like to use the word sacrifices. Cause it's like, I mean, I guess you are sacrificing something, um, but it's all about the type of lifestyle you want to mm-hmm. live, right? Like, so if if you don't want to give up certain things, like, you just know that you know it's impacting your training to a certain extent. And uh, you know, like, if you want to only sleep four hours a night or stay up till two in the morning playing video games, like, that's that's one aspect of your lifestyle, um, that you might have to change. <laughs> like, if you want to make it to that next level, I mean, that's an extreme example, but there might be other examples, like, someone who doesn't want to take care of their nutrition or they're like not eating for, you know, until after lunch. Cause they think like that's the best way for them. And then it's like, they, they eat a ton at dinner. It's like, just, just eating throughout the day, making sure you're feeling your body and eating properly. Um, there's just so many factors. I mean, I could list so many things, but what are some things that come to mind in terms of like the little things that you do on a daily basis that, um, impact your training yeah
1: so um, I would say especially like more now than ever and especially now with you know running a lot of higher mileage and as you know in training continues to um I mean just as as well as training gone I mean basically since you know November and, and really staying healthy for the for the most part um I mean nutrition nutrition is so important um I mean, I do a ton of my nutrition bars, I guess. So that's been really helpful. I always, I have like um, those probably for like half my nutrition, but just gain a lot of good, like healthy fats and protein and um, just trying to avoid any like processed foods, extra sugars. um, But, and then even on a weekly basis, like I'll always get like, you know, a lot of veggies and like salad and like um, even last night I made like the recovery quinoa salad from the run fast cookbook, which I, which I love that salad. But so I have that in my fridge so I can just have that throughout the week. And, um, so nutrition is so important. I, um, I mean, I occasionally do, you know, splurge and have like a burger, like maybe get like ice cream, but I relatively eat, you know, really healthy most of the time. Like I, I'm usually everything I Basically feed myself throughout the week. I I think of how it's gonna impact my training. Um, I mean, kind of perfect example. And it was funny because even thinking about doing this podcast today, we had like a family um, gathering on Saturday, so went there on Saturday and we had like burgers and brats and like chips and I don't know pasta salad and like candy and like all this stuff. And I'm like, you know what, Megan, you ran 20 miles today. Mm Like, you know, like you need to eat anyway. So like, whatever, like have a bra, like, you know, have some chips, like you're fine. And literally yesterday, my body felt like, like I felt so inflamed. I felt so sore. I'm (laughs) like, I literally like, I never eat. Any of this food, like in my regular nutrition, and like just like a day of it, like instantly, like my body, like hated me. (laughs) My body's like, What did you do? Like, now, like recovery wise, you don't feel as good. Your energy levels don't feel as good. It's not that I didn't still get through like a 13 mile run yesterday and like still run it at the pace like I would run it at, but I felt miserable probably for half of it. My stomach was killing me, like, had digestive issues. Like, you know, it was just like a terrible, like, but like it was one of those things. Like I usually eat really healthy and really well, but like one day of like going off of like my nutrition or like what my body's used to and what helps me recover and continue performing. Um, you know, just like one day, like, sure. I get through my workout. Um, but it's like, you know, if I would have had a hard workout yesterday, it's like my stomach was killing me. Like I felt inflamed. I felt like, I don't know like tired and you know whatever else. So like right. so nutrition is so important. And I say that to a lot of my athletes too cuz they'll ask, you know, like I don't feel like I have a ton of energy and and I know work schedules can be really tough and just you know scheduling one to get workouts in. Um but just stressing even nutrition wise, um nutrition's so important, making sure that you're, you know, helping to to feed your body well cuz that's what's going to help give energy and just be able to perform and recover. Um sleep, I sleep. (laughs) Like I really make a point (laughs) to get like seven to eight hours of sleep. And I know it's changed quite a bit. And I'm sure some people are probably like, you know, like my work schedule, I just, I'm not able to get that much sleep, but I mean, as much as, you know, even getting to bed like a half hour earlier or like, you know, as much as people can, I think rest, I think sleep is so important for recovery and just overall energy levels. Um, so I really try to get sleep, um, foam rolling and stretching has completely changed my, I mean, even 10 to 15 minutes. And I know sometimes it's like, even in my apartment, I have like, I don't know, I have like a foam roller. I have like two like mini foam rollers. I have like a, like a roller, like whatever. And some days like I'll even be sitting in my bed and I'm like, I am just tired. And I'm like, Megan, it's so easy. Just like foam roll, like get up and foam roll for like 10, 15 minutes. Like you know, you'll be happy, you know, like as you continue to be able to like run healthy and like feel better. So foam rolling is really a help. But I'd say, yeah, sleep, nutrition, foam rolling, stretching, um, and then um, and strength training. I mean, strength, I mean, just all those different things. Like I, and for me, I mean, right. it's a little bit different because I, I do have you know, a little bit of the luxury of, um, you know, kind of being able to implement a lot of that into my lifestyle. Um, but I also take the time to do it. You know, and I think that's a lot of people. They, you know, they say they don't have the time to do it, but some of it it doesn't take long. You know, it just turning it into, into right. a habit. I think a lot of those small habits can make a big difference, um, and even on nutrition too. I think just even prepping meals, um, which I think great with you know even with our team with having some of the extra resources, which I always recommend to people, um, you know, people that need help with their nutrition, just like a training program. It's good to have a, a plan in place. Um, same as strength training. Um, love Coach Kelly's programs. Um, they've completely, you know, even through my Boston training, I, I recommend his programs to everyone just because a lot of it, it's just simple exercises that really help to, to stay healthy and running such an injury prone sport that we have to do those extra things. Otherwise, we're, we're just setting our body up for injury. Our body can only go through so many cycles and if one part of us gets thrown off that can really you know over time put a lot of extra stress maybe on our hip or our calf or you know and all of a sudden you know something that started off as just you know as like a nagging injury is all of a sudden you know turns into I'm getting injured for a month or two so I think a lot of those things especially for people just starting to um even if they're just you know starting with a certain amount of miles a week and um I just think you know that extra stress that people are putting on their body um it just, you know, it just becomes that much more important. So I think even no matter where you're at with your training, it's always, you know, what are all those preventative things I can at least implement in, even if it's an extra like 10, 15 minutes a day, um, to stay healthy. Cause I just, um, yeah. <laughs> so I think with that, but yeah, yeah like, yes, no, those nutrition, are obviously- um, recovery, all things recovery, um, have really helped too. And then just, I mean, of course, I I think another one with people too is just like even social and even, you know, going out and having, you know, some wine. I think, you know, people probably... I think someone had made the joke on my – because I had done, like, a video of, like, doing my nutrition bars, and they saw, like, a bottle of wine, <laughs> like, in the background, and they're, like <laughs> – said something, like, oh, like, you are, like, human or something. Like, kind of just joking just because, like, you know, but – Oh,
0: my like, god, That's joke- so funny. You just- <laughs> yeah, drink. yeah, like, you yes. drink, like
1: And it's, like, you know, that is one thing, too, because, I mean, even the summer, you know, it is fun to, like – go out and do more like social things. But at the same time, it's, you know, is one night out, how is that going to affect your workout the next day? So I think it just, um, you know, like you said, some, some things can be a little bit of a sacrifice, but then it's also when you, um, when your training's going really good, a lot of those things, just, it doesn't really matter as much. It doesn't feel like a sacrifice because your training's going so good and you're feeling really good. And, um, you know, just your overall lifestyle is just, just healthier. I think, you know, as a runner, um, like we said, it, it completely changes a lot of the decisions you make on a, a lifestyle basis. And, um, but it, but it's great. Cause, cause being a runner is, you know, one of the best decisions you can make. So, <laughs> so I think that's
0: right. And a lot of the things that you were talking about were just like general self care things. I mean, when you talk about having good nutrition, when you talk about sleeping and like recovering and spending those times for yourself, uh, those are just like basic things. I think the general population, if everyone in the world did them, I think the world would be a better place, right? I mean, um, it's never good to neglect your nutrition from that standpoint. Like you said, you you had those uh, the the barbecue type foods, you know, all the candy, burgers, brats, chips, and you actually felt inflammation in your body, which is really interesting because you're you're an athlete, you know, you're really in tune with your body. And sometimes I I feel in, inflammation if I eat, you know like crap and I'm having, you know, a bunch of processed foods, you know, those microwave meals or, you know, a pizza or whatever it is, I can actually kind of feel like more sluggish the next day, which I always thought, oh, that's in my head. But, you know, even how you're saying it, it's almost like I feel the same way. It's like, yeah, I can get through the workout, my pace, you wouldn't be able to tell a difference, but like something just feels different. And it's almost like it makes it harder for you to recover. Um, And then just like those little tiny things, um, most people I don't think would be able to notice that difference, but when you're so used to eating a certain way and so used to feeling a certain way for such a long time, it's really hard to go back to those habits, um, and see, Whoa, this is what, um, this is what it feels like. You know, if, if you eat you know highly processed foods or you know just aren't taking care of yourself um and that's a real thing and i think a lot of people you know i'm we're not trying to like say don't don't eat certain things but just knowing how it impacts you and then making your decisions accordingly you know if you if you want to feel good on a run just trying to get in like your veggies like when i go out to eat i'm always like okay i want to obviously like splurge on something good that i want to eat i'm not going to just eat something you know just cuz oh this is the most healthy thing on the menu i'll i'll usually order like a side like so that I can have a salad with, you know, like my fries. That way I'm not just only eating fried food. You know, it's, it's good to have like that variety and still be able to get those nutrition, you know, the micronutrients from somewhere else um, and just being aware of how it's going to impact you. So like, you know, you might go to the state fair and, and really want to eat all those cookies and cheese curds. And it's like, well, just know, like it's going to affect, you know, your runs for a day or two after. Um, And that's totally fine. But I think, you know, when we're talking about goals and like how committed you want to be and like how, how close to your potential do you want to get? How worth it is it to you? um, These are all just things to think about and just figuring out your own path and like what is going to make you happy long-term I think is, is really important. Um, And I think this isn't something a lot of people talk about um, because I do think there's like a huge sacrifice there. I for sure think that your nutrition is like probably way better than, 99.9% of the people, um, that we know, you know, and, and that's like a testament to the level of athlete you're at. Like you make the certain sacrifices every day to like do all those little things and they do make a difference. And I don't want to like downplay and be like, Oh, like Megan, you could eat pizza every day and you'd still be as fast. And I think there's kind of this attitude out there. Um, some people may actually think that, but I don't think that's the reality. I think, you know, every little sacrifice that you make, it does add up and it's just all about what type of lifestyle you want to have. And I totally understand the nutrition thing. Um, when people say, oh, I don't have time, you know, uh, everyone kind of feels a time crunch. And I think some people just really don't enjoy cooking or meal prepping. And I'll be the first to admit I don't, (laughs) but I know that if I don't have it prepped, I will eat crap food and then I will feel like crap. So it's like, you have to just make that sacrifice. Okay. I don't like doing it, but this is what's going to make me feel good on my runs. And in return, if I feel good, like, you know, everything else in my life will be better. Like my work will be better, you know, just my demeanor on a day to day basis. So it's just worth it from that perspective. Um, and I think sometimes when people say they don't have time, it's like, Mm, like there's always you know I there's always ways to shift things so you can make things a priority um, and just like small teeny amounts of time commitment that you can prioritize just like minor things um, make a really big difference and I like how you said you know we have nutritionists and we're we're definitely happy to help um, but just knowing that like even though you have someone telling you what to eat when to eat um, it still lies on you to like follow through and making sure you're, you're sticking with those goals and that commitment. Yeah, for sure. I
1: think, um, like you said, I mean, it it does come down to, you know, a lot of it is sacrifice because it does take time to do all those things and, you know, to prep and, and live healthier. But I just know, like, you know, I go from like a run yesterday where I just, I felt like complete crap on my whole entire run just because of the choices from the day before and maybe the foods I put into my body. But then I go on a run, you know, like today and I feel great. And, you know, all I'm thinking while I'm running is like, wow, I feel really good. Like this is, you know, great. You know, it's like, would you rather, you know, finish your run and be like, oh my gosh, like that was a struggle. I made it through my run. Or would you rather like still feel really good and like energized? So I just, I feel like since I I don't know, I I do tune in so much, even more now than ever with nutrition and sleep and all those things that when I, when I do throw my life out of balance, even for a day, like it really impacts me. So I can just, you know, once I feel like people, you know, start making those sacrifices and they start feeling better and really, you know, kind of tune more into nutrition and sleep and all the recovery things that can help with their training. It just, it makes just everything better. Like you said, it makes your lifestyle better. It makes your work better. It makes relationships better like the better you feel the better everyone feels like you know it's like it's just it's all even with that being very full circle you know and if your training's going well like and I've always said that and I used to always joke about that with my personal training clients I'm like you'll know if my training's going well <laughs> just by my like attitude today because it like <laughs> I don't know I feel like for a lot of people running can really affect them and I know how it affects me so I know the better I can take care of myself and make sure that things are going well. Um, and like you said, a lot of that is just self care, care stuff. You know, a lot of it is just, you know, eating healthier, sleeping, you know, all those things are just great just to live healthier. But then if you also, you know, put into your, you know, your training, and then how your training going on a weekly basis, and how it affects your training, it just brings it also to a whole nother level. And, you know, if you're feeling better, and you're performing better, you know, it, it's good to take the time to do all those extra things to, to get there. So,
0: yeah, absolutely. It, it trickles into every aspect of your life, for sure. And, and that's something I think a lot of people underestimate. Um, and then just the whole sleep thing, I think, is huge, too. Um, I don't talk about it enough, but definitely, like, going to bed early. Um, I know that's really hard now when people have, like, smartphones and they work, you know, from home sometimes and people watch TV a lot. And sometimes that, like, screen light, they say, can block the production of melatonin, which is you know, the chemical that your body produces when it's time to go to sleep. And so I think one tip and one thing that's helped me is like 30 minutes before bed, I just put it away. I put it on silent. Do not disturb. And I just like, don't look at the stuff after, you know, nine o'clock at night. And that just gives me my time to go to sleep and then hopefully, you know, sleep for for seven to eight hours, um, which is key. And I think some people even need more than that, which is great. But just making sure that you're giving yourself that time, like when it's time to go to bed, go to bed, right? (laughs) No, same. I know there's some nights where like I'll get home and I'll kind of unwind. And like you said,
1: it's nice just to have that time just to like kind of relax and... You know, just because I feel like, too, like the day can be so stressful and it can be so go, go, go. And even with, you know, where what we do and even be on the computer all day on Instagram and you know, constantly just like on our phones, it's just, um, it's such quick, like it's just nonstop all the time. And so I think, yeah, the more that you can find ways to unwind at the end of the night, um, you know, whether it's, I mean, it's even like a perfect time to do like an Epsom salt bath, you know, even for some people, even for like recovery, like a good time to do that and just like relax before bed. Um, now I've, you know, I'll even try to like read before bed, but, um, yeah, I mean, some nights instead of staying up and just, you know, seeing what else you can do. It's like, all right, what time is that? Like, just go to bed. <laughs> like I <I've, I've> <laughs> right. to shut down and do that too. Cause yeah, it's very easy to like, all of a sudden look like, at the clock. It's like 11, 1130. And you're like, why am I still awake? Like, yeah. So yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah. The seconds just like tick by after nine o'clock. I feel like it'll hit like 10 and you're like, what did I even do? Cause you can get stuck like scrolling on Instagram or there's just so many, there's always something that you can be doing. And so just being aware and shutting down and saying, you know what? Nope. This is my time turning it off. Cause you know, people are going to be emailing you around the clock, you know, the way that our jobs are. And I'm sure a lot of other people can relate to that. It's like, yeah you're gonna go to bed and people will be emailing you like that's real life you know like things are gonna be they're they're going on but just like separating yourself from that and knowing like yep this is time for me to, to get my sleep in and just practicing like real self-care is um, great and in this plugged in world it's I know it, it's becoming harder and harder for some people but just focusing on that and taking care of yourself is is great to becoming faster um, do, so do you think for some of your athletes, you know, who are closer to that, like, you know, they've hit the Boston qualifier, or maybe they're working towards it and beyond, do you think that there's, um, like every time where it becomes like harder to get faster or what do you do when athletes think that they've peaked?
1: Yeah. Um, gosh, I feel like, you, you know, I, um, I guess even a lot of athletes, I guess I haven't. And I guess just thinking from, you know, the athletes even I'm current with, I, I don't know if I've really necessarily had someone say like that. They maybe thought that they've peaked. I think it's maybe just, you know, is this something that's realistic? Um, you know, is this mm-hmm. something that I can still reach, you know, based off of, you know, like my races and my experience and, you know, where my trainings at? Um, And so yeah. So, I mean, it's just having that conversation and, um, you, you know, I guess, you know, first of all, being realistic to where their training's at, you know, and how soon that, that might be a reachable goal. Um, Cause it, it's always just kind of going back to the mindset of setting someone up for success. um, You know, if someone's, you know, still pretty far off their goal and um, you know, j- just letting know it's, it's going to take time. It's going to be a process Um, for some people, like you said, I mean, they might already be really fast. It's just building up their training to be prepared to run that marathon. Um, So I don't know, since every athlete's a little bit different, I I think it's just, you know, what's going to make it realistic for them to get there. I think it's the most important conversation. You know, are you going to be able to put in this amount of time into your training to reach, you know, maybe this mileage and um, yeah. So I, I think it's just having the conversation that if it's realistic for them to be able to, do that with their training and, um, you know, and then also kind of giving a timeline, like we can, you know, reassess in the next couple months, just, you know, continue focusing on, you know, your easy days, easy, getting the most out of your harder workout days. Let's see how your training continues to progress. Um, you know, doing a lot of those other things like we were talking about with, you know, the, the maintenance things, the recovery and nutrition and um, sleep and just taking care of, you know, doing the best with your training and, kind of reassessing. I just, I think there's a lot of, um, I mean, just going back from, you know, like me coming back from injury last year, coming back from being injured for months and, you know, coming back and going through a really good, I think a lot can come from just a really good, training cycle, <laughs> you know? So I think there's a lot of progress that can be made, um, pretty quickly with running. If someone's consistent and they put their mind to it and they want to do it and, and they're putting the work in. So I, I think, I think really, um, anything's realistic. And I think it's hard to, I don't know, cause I'm sure you've, you've probably maybe worked with maybe some more athletes that feel like, um, I don't know, I guess it, I guess what are your thoughts with that Victoria with people? Yeah
0: I mean I've had a lot of people that I've worked with you know for um, like years so like you and Dennis Barker kind of had like that longer um, coach athlete relationship so like your coach I mean you've been working with him for probably at least you know three four five years right? Yeah it's almost been five years. So I think like yeah within that it's like Okay, you probably had races where, like, things didn't go well or, you know, like, there's those ups and downs. And I think uh, sometimes people reach a point where they just kind of get frustrated with that process of, like, not hitting their, like, end-all be-all goal, you know, <laughs> like, on their terms, on their timeline. And they, like, maybe are just frustrated by the process and Mm -hmm. i think even if you can just be like as unemotional as possible and telling them like hey here's like the areas that you can work on and like you're on the right track and your fitness is there and it just like didn't come together on that day um i think sometimes people can just they like lose sight of it and i've seen things happen before where it's like you know after a couple years then they they kind of move on and maybe they work with a different coach or something and Um, I've seen people like get run into the ground after that. Cause it's like, they, they just think, oh my gosh, you just need to work harder and harder. And I get people who get stuck on these like traps of like, I don't know if it's like a form of self punishment or something, but they go off like almost a deep end and they get so focused on the results and they like want to prove something to themselves. And, um, and then I see a lot of people plateau at that point. Cause it's like, they're not even, really invested in the process anymore and sometimes like that can even cause backwards progress so like they're getting slower um and then it's just a lot of more frustration because it's it's like more years have gone by and nothing's really happening and I think a lot of the times those athletes later will label themselves as oh I've peaked um or you know they might do this process on their own you know like you improve a lot and then you keep doing the same thing you're not improving. Um, I think sometimes people will say oh I've peaked and then they just kind of maybe give up on themselves and that that can always be tough as a coach um, but I love when people come to us and they say yeah I think I've peaked I just want to get back to where I was before or you know whatever it is or bre- break through this plateau and it's really exciting because it's like you see that they still have this glimmer of hope and we just hang on to that and we're like yes like you definitely can break through it's just sometimes it's just like one month of training would have gotten that person to the next level but they like gave up before they actually got there. And sometimes, you know, everyone thinks it's like this straight shot to success or they see someone else having success, um, you know, training this way. And then they can't like focus on what they're doing. (laughs) And so they like panic and they're like, Oh my gosh, I I have to do what she's doing because she's having success. And a lot of that like comparison game and and just like not focusing on the right thing, I think can cause athletes to, you know, just kind of, not ruin their training, but go down the wrong path.
1: Yeah. No. And I can, I've definitely, no, I I know exactly what you mean. And I feel like I've been there with my training too, where it's just been so focused. Like I need to get this result. Like I'm going to like push harder. I'm going to like work harder. I'm going to, you know, to, to get there. And it kind of turns into like a negative cycle. Like it takes it from being like, you know, a good process to, you know, something that can be really like self defeating too, because it's not necessarily, um, I don't know, it just it can turn into like a really negative mindset and just something that trying to like force something that, you know, maybe needs a little bit more time or needs to like, you know, take a step back and maybe reevaluate goals. And I think it's always good for people to, you know, if they ever get to a point to where, You know, they're maybe not seeing the results that they want for, you know, that certain goal. Maybe it's a good time to, you know, think of maybe a couple new goals to, like, maybe refresh in training for a month or two. And then maybe go back towards, um, you know, or what are maybe some things they can implement into their training that, I don't know, or maybe some short, realistic
0: Right. Like shifting the focus off of like that crazy big goal to like something a little smaller so that they are a little maybe like distracted and not so focused on. Yeah.
1: Like maybe, and even with like marathon training, I think it's always good to maybe put like even like a half marathon in. So either like a half marathon, like to race it or like a marathon pace. Cause it's just good to like go out there and maybe like do another race and maybe something that doesn't put as much pressure on the end goal but it's still really building towards their training. So maybe just finding, you know, different ways with their training to, yeah, kind of take, take the pressure off. Cause I feel like that can happen a lot. I think people can put so much pressure on themselves and they just really yes. want to reach their goal. And that's not a bad thing, but as long as it doesn't turn into, you know, like a negative, like bad thing where like all of a sudden it's just, it's taking the enjoyment out of their training and like, you know, where they had started from when they had first set the goal and were like excited and motivated about it is now turning into something that's just, um, yeah, kind of working against them. So it's, so it's good just to, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Maybe put some like short-term realistic goals that are very within, um, where they're at with their training, build up, like maybe their confidence there and like see that, you know, um, yeah. And then help them towards long-term goal, I think too. So.
0: Right. Yeah. I love how you said like people just put a lot of pressure on themselves and it's weird how it happens because I'll have some athletes who are like, no, I, I have no interest in qualifying for Boston or I have no interest in doing that. I just like to run or I just like to do the workouts. I just love running. And, you know, like over time, like over the course of a couple of years, I think like sometimes it just, it turns into something else and it turns into a lot of pressure. Maybe it's outside pressure. Maybe they're putting pressure on themselves Um, I don't know what it is, but sometimes, yeah, it just turns into like this huge amount of pressure. um, And it's like the whole focus for them is so off. And that can be really hard as a coach, because, you know, you can redirect the focus, you can try to, you know, let's focus on this event, or let's focus on, you know, distracting you. with (laughs) Have you been doing your strength training? And like, are you what's your nutrition looking like? And just reminding them like to trust in the process. And like, think of how far you've come and just like, redirecting that thought. But you know, I think a lot of people, when they, when they come to that BQ goal, it can be where I see it happen, where people just kind of get a little, a little too much pressure on themselves and that, that goal, um, it doesn't happen all the time, but just knowing that, you know, it's a process and it, it, it's going to happen as long as you stay committed and just having fun with it. Cause sometimes when you put so much pressure on yourself and you're standing at the start of a race or you're doing your training it can almost like have that negative impact on you. Like I know I've had races where like I put so much pressure on myself where it's like, it's not even fun. Yeah. You
1: know? Well, and that was, yeah, gosh. I mean, and just so much with Boston. I just, I feel like so much came from for myself and just learning and growing. I, even during the race, I just remember thinking to myself, I'm like as much pressure as like I have like right now to like get my Olympic qualifier, you know, it's like my training's gone great you know, I got here, I'm, you know, it's race day I'm racing like, and whatever. I just told myself the whole entire race. I'm like, Megan, just relax, have fun. Like, you know, it's not like a good time to really think like, just relax and have fun. But I just meant it in a way, like, (laughs) don't like, you know, it's either going to happen today or it's not like, don't put so much pressure on yourself that you end up like ruining the race for yourself. Like, right. So, and I think, you know, and I, I don't know. I kind of go back to all positive mindset and stuff like that and just, you know, have fun with it, like enjoy it. I don't, I mean, you still want to see performance benefits, but like even that race, I just remember, like, I just had never like had so much fun racing. Like I was chatting with people. I was running past like Boston college, like slapping people's hands, like, you know, like, and (laughs) I met like, um, you know, even a couple of people I'd met, like through Instagram, like we were like chatting throughout the course, like, um, not to put people's names out there but like Scooby I know on Instagram I hadn't met him until like five miles into Boston like we'd never met like in person so So, like I met him like on the course like I'm running with Meg and all of a sudden he comes running up and so we're like all kind of like chatting and you know, running. And then, um, even at like mile 16, this one girl, I met her, she's from Hawaii. We had met on Instagram and we were maybe in a race together, but I didn't see her at the starting line. And all of a sudden she's like, she sees me at like mile 16 and she recognizes me and she's like, Megan, here we go. Like OTQ, like, cause she was trying to get her um, Olympic qualifier too. And I'm like, Oh yeah. You know? So I'm like going into like the hardest part of the course, like, you know, just see her briefly. And then, you know, kind of make it through the course. Um, I saw a couple people from like Twin Cities Track Club that I chatted with at like the starting line, like midway through the race. Like he's like asking, he's like, are you trying to get your Olympic qualifier? You know, we're just, you know, we're just in the middle of like this race. Like, so like for me, even like often, it was such a fun, like, um, it was like the first time I feel like I kind of went out and just was like, you know, trust your training, have fun, enjoy the process, try to take pressure off of it. Um, I just, I think it, You know, I think a lot of that it just goes into performance. Like you just it it just helps. You know, it helps everything else. Like you have to like enjoying and being happy and doing something. You're gonna be a lot more productive. You're gonna do it better, you're gonna feel better about it. Um it's it just it it just helps performance wise too, I think too. But I mean that was just a big part with Boston too. I just you know, just taking some of the pressure off of like this is like you know, basically like the biggest race of my like racing career right now. And just with like how well their training went, but like, I'm not going to like, you know, just go in there like so focused that I can't like, and you know, it's like, it's all about the experience too and enjoying it. And I just, there's just so much to that in the sport, you know, and it's like we said, it's good to have pressure on yourself and it's good to get results and uh, to do it. But yeah, there's just so much to still like, finding ways of like refreshing training, keeping it fun and exciting, and then um, not being so focused on like the end result. So I think just, there's a lot of things I think, that the runners can do to, to just make it a better, or even like joining like a running group, you know, or finding people to run with, or like you said, I think too, with this Boston training group, it's just so great. Cause you know, it's, people are busy. It's hard to find time to train. I even know like myself having a flexible training schedule, I thought it would be a lot easier to meet people for runs, but then, you know, everyone likes to you know, do their workouts at different times and kind of gets into their own schedule. But then it's still nice to have that group a- aspect where you don't necessarily need to meet for runs, but you still have the support in the community around it. I think that's so important. I think it's good to, um, you know, just to continue to like motivate, um, as well, but not necessarily where you feel like you have to like meet in person or, you know, cause people are still busy. Like they still have to do their training on their own time, but I think it's just, a, um, yeah, it's just like that whole community aspect, and still being able to relate with people through like social media and Instagram is great. I just, I don't know, I, I guess I guess so. Yeah. I think that's really great with the the new group that we have too. Um, but I think just like in general, so
0: yeah, running with others can definitely like help put your mind at ease, and just knowing it's one community and we're all just out there striving for like the same goal, and that's great to remember and. I love how you said at Boston, you didn't put a lot of pressure on yourself. And so you actually like had fun when you were racing and you really enjoyed the experience. And I think going into it, it's like you knew it was either going to happen or it wasn't. And there wasn't like a ton of pressure that you put on yourself. I feel you didn't, you know, like talk about it a ton going into it. You weren't like, Oh, this is where I'm going to get my OTQ. You just were like, you got in the best shape possible. You were going to run the race. And if that one didn't pan out, like you had another one that you were going to, you know, maybe try to do. And it's just like, one race um doesn't define you and just knowing like you're gonna continue to you know set goals for yourself and continue to improve over time and I think you know it's good just to remember that everyone kind of gets to that point where they they put too much pressure on themselves with training and then just learning like what works for you in terms of uh, making it fun again and keeping it fun Um, and what like helps you stay motivated and do you ever have athletes that need more motivation or inspiration and what, what's your advice there? Yeah.
1: Um, oh gosh, trying to think, I I think, (laughs) I mean, just going back to the community, I think it's good to get involved with other people, other runners that, um, you can relate to. I mean, I know, um. Like we, like we say with this community, it's what's so great about the running community is, I mean, you meet another runner and you can just, you know, you have so much to relate. Like you could just meet for the first time and you could probably have like an hour conversation, you know, about like running or like even just starting with, you know, what they're training towards. So I just, I feel like just getting involved. I think um, the more you can get involved within the community um, can always help, um, help kind of motivate and inspire. I know um, it's helped so much with my training. like, and like I said, I I'm still a pretty motivated, like I, I love to run. It's, it's always been a passion, but even just being a part of like Instagram and the whole community and, um, being able to relate with other runners and, um, meet new people and within the sport, I think has really helped stay motivated. Um, and I think just, um, with training, just, you know, staying consistent. I think consistency with training is really motivating. Um, The more that it's, you know, built into your lifestyle and you start to see those small successes each week, I think can make a really big difference with training. Um, You know, it doesn't have to be like huge successes, but as long as you see that you're making progress and improving and um, and feeling good with your training. I, I think that can, you know, happen within a matter of weeks, um, or even like in that first month of training. So I, I think that can be really motivating and inspiring. Um, yeah. And just getting other people involved. I think it's just, it's so important to have other people involved with what you're doing too. um, you know, in, in what, what they're doing. You know, I, I think other people's goals can in return, maybe spark some new, um, I don't know, new ideas with your own training and, um, and that type of thing. So, um, yeah, I think, it, I think it's all kind of even full circle with that, with the running community, with your own training, staying consistent with it, um, and and having a plan. I, I think with anything, I, I think some people just like to go out and run. I think, um, and I mean, I, I say it all the time too. I, I am a coach, and I have a coach, and I think having a good training program is can really help. Be really motivating. Um so I think for anyone that hasn't tried a coach or a training program, you know, of course, I highly recommend it. I, I think there's so much that you can learn um, from having a coach and and going through, you know, having a training program written out for you that um, that that can make training a lot better. So I think that's really important. and then and then just goals, I think, um, it's always good to have goals no matter what type of runner you are. Um, you know, some people don't necessarily need goals, but I think it's still good to have some type of goal in mind, even if it's long term, you know, even if someone just wants to start with a training program and just to build up their running. But maybe, you know, down the road it's, you know, even like a five K or, you know, some type of, you know, maybe goal in the future that um can be motivating too. You know, maybe something that they've never done before with their training that can I don't know, bring in some, you know, other ways of kind of making things more fun. Um, so I, I think a well, lot yeah. of that too. I, I think it's good to be, um, I guess, open mindset. I think it's always good to, I know people have very specific goals they want to reach, but I think it's good to also be a little bit flexible and open to new ideas with training. I think that's, I think that's always a good thing. I don't, I think when people get stuck in their own um, ways of doing things, Um I, I think it's, you know, that can be a little bit defeating in a way because it's just it's kind of restricting or um, kind of limiting, you know, your potential if you think, you know, one way is like the best way. Um, I think it's good to just continue to learn to and I don't know, with that too, I think. Yeah, I that's,
0: that's all really good advice. I think, you know, when you get stuck in rods, like trying a different training plan and just keeping motivation by trying new things and spicing it up, like sign up for a new race do something different meet new friends for a run it's all there's so many ways to stay motivated and sometimes just like asking your coach or asking your community like what's something i can do you know like to stay motivated and people will come up with crazy examples they can give you to yeah spice up your training (laughs) yep because we've all been there and i've done some weird things even just going like on a new route or like going to an old route that you used to run that in and of itself can be kind of like motivating or fun and just to get the excitement going again. Cause it can be really like mundane and routine. Like every day I wake up, go on your run, you know, like sometimes I think there are some athletes that get kind of like bored with it or whatever. Um, but just like finding new ways to, to keep it exciting and mixing it up. Maybe you need to, you know, do some lunch runs instead of going in the morning. Um, there's always ways that you can keep things fun. But I think this was super useful and I love how we went over so many topics together and just kind of talking about what what it takes to take your chain to that next level and how people can implement you know small changes over time to see those big results. I really appreciate you coming on here today to chat with me. Um, this is a great probably two, two podcast episode <laughs> here and um, I hope that we can have you on the show again. And if anyone wants to follow Megan and see kind of her training, her road to the Olympic Trials marathon. Um, you can follow her. It's runforprs.coachmegan Coach Megan on Instagram. Um, or if you want to work with her or any of the coaches here at RunForPRS, you can go to www the number four PRS co. Fill out the form there, and one of our coaches will be in touch with you about um, your training, and we can just chat a little bit more. So until next time. <laughs> no.